1: I've never shared a rather common phobia, the fear of planes. It comes in all forms. Some worry about takeoff, others sweat out the landing. And, uh, of course, in the last few years, the rash of one of the world's most heinous crimes has been the skyjack. I shut my eyes to them all. I prefer to react to that unbelievable moment when tons of steel are magically airborne. When the peace of in-flight transports you to another world and the wonder of landing 3,000 miles away if you fly against the clock brings you to your destination almost before you took off. Still, there are times... This is your captain, Deacon Barnett. We will be traveling for the next few hours till we reach New York over water. We soon will be flying at 35,000 feet. Weather's clear. You should expect a smooth flight. Our ETA, estimated time of arrival at Kennedy Airport, 8 a.m. Angie, get that glorious rear end of yours up front on the double with the manifest. Only do it as gracefully as you know how and don't upset anyone.
2: What's wrong, Scotty? What do you mean, green? Baby,
3: don't ask questions. Just make like this is the army. Don't ask questions. Boom! We are in mucho trouble. And don't forget that
1: manifest. Our mystery drama, Deadly Dilemma, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars William Prince and Patricia Elliott. on W.A.B.C. Mucho trouble. Flight 801 out of a small South American republic whose struggle to be born has kept it much in the news. Flight 801 headed for New York. A long, long flight, already two hours underway. What kind of trouble? Mechanical or man-made? Certainly, there are no signs of it as Angie Parsons, head stewardess, threads her way down the corridor of the half filled plane.
2: Uh, oh, pardon me, senor.
1: Por uh, nada. But uh, speak English to me.
2: I just wanted to get past you, signor. Is there something you wanted?
1: Uh, agree. Upstairs in the lounge. But now you are here. Uh, Would you join me?
2: <laughs> we can't drink on duty. Oh, do you want me to stow your briefcase for you? Ah, no. Muy importante. It stays with me. Then excuse me. I have to get up front.
1: Eh, Yo estoy acongajada.
2: Hasta la la vista, señor. Oh, excuse me, sir, but if you want to light a cigarette... Oh! I'm sorry. Uh, Did I burn you? Well, yes. No, no, no. It's all right. But you can't light up here, sir. You're not in the smoking section. There's the lounge. Oh, we could move you no, back. No, no, I'm sorry. It, it doesn't matter. I, I lit it without thinking. I, I, I'll put it out. I, I'm sorry I burned you.
3: Hostess.
2: Yes, sir?
3: Here. This is in no smoking section. Someone lit a cigarette.
2: It's all right, sir. He's put it out.
3: Ah, muchas gracias, senorita. I hate to complain, but I am a doctor and obstetrician, mm-hmm. and my patients don't like it either. Besides, I have... Uh, my
4: Excuse me, hostess But do you think I could get a glass of juice
2: Or water would be all right You travel first class, sister The least you can do is have juice I'll uh, send one of the other girls with it Now, if you'll excuse me The captain just called me to the cockpit Oh, I wouldn't want to be any trouble no trouble I'll take care of it right away
1: Miss Parsons just brought in the manifest now That's right I'll run a check on it with you right away. I'll get back. Eight, zero, one, out.
2: Angie. Angie, what took you so long? You said to make it casual and not to alarm anyone. What gives, anyway?
1: Take the ship, Scotty. I'll brief Angie. Right, Skipper. Let me have the manifest. Oh,
2: oh, here you are.
1: We uh, we got a problem, Angie. Nice king-size headache. I don't want to hand any part of it to you, but i got to. Do you know any other passengers aboard this ship?
2: Well, uh, a couple of people I recognize. Regulars, guys I've met on other flights. Salesmen, you know. Good. We'll check them off
1: in a minute. First, let's concentrate on our senior Ramirez and group. First class, last minute boarders. You got them?
2: Yes, sir. Like four. I guess all seem to know each other. Seated A, one, two, three, and four. Ramirez, Perez, Ramos, and Marcos. Check. That's like Smith.
1: Brown, Jones, and Martin. Ramirez is Senor Simeon Aguilar, the new Presidente of the troubled republic we took off from two hours ago. The rest of the guys are his security guards.
2: But why would the president of a country travel on a commercial airline?
1: Angie, honey, they've got internal problems in that little country. Even the leading seltzer couldn't settle down. He's not our main problem. Yes, I just got a security flash in control that we may be carrying some political nut, a mad bomber, an assassin. A guy who could be ready not only to blow himself and El Presidente Aguilar to kingdom come, but the rest of us with him. I'm not quite ready for that. Uh, Me neither. Angie and I are just about ready to announce it. Oh, well, hell. Who has engagements anymore? We're, we're gonna... You've got all my sympathy. Just fly the crate and let me concentrate. We've got to check through that manifest and narrow this down. But why don't we just kick out a couple of engines and pretend we have to make an emergency landing? Scotty, we're dealing with a nut. Anything out of line could trigger him. And we don't know that there's anyone like this aboard. It's only a tip.
2: How about having one of El Presidente's guards make a tour of the plane and see if he recognizes anyone Forget who... Ma- it. If
1: he did know the guy, the guy would know him. And that would start the fireworks. Besides, if the other side really sent out a martyr like this, he's either someone they wouldn't know or in disguise. Look, let's take this step by step.
2: Sure, Deke. I mean now let's Captain.
1: start with the manifest list.
2: You have it right here.
1: Now, this never came up for me before. But can you tell from it when each passenger booked
2: passage? No, you'd have to get that from the ground. They'd know. Sure, it's, it's all computerized.
1: Hold on a minute. Control. This is Captain Deacon Barnett, Flight 801. Request urgent info, priority one. That's right, urgent I received first channel, all bookings, made on our manifest list prior to... Hold it. Angie, what's Ramirez's
2: first name and his crew? Jaime Ramirez. Jaime Ramirez. Hernando Perez. Hernando Perez. Arturo Martinez and Irving Marcos. Arturo Martinez
1: and Irving Marcos. Check me back soonest. Now, while we're waiting, let's check off your regulars. Or anyone else you think you can clear. This may be all a big nothing, but if it isn't, we'd better pinpoint this guy, or that's what we're all going to end up. Thanks, O.B. I'll be in touch. And for heaven's sake, you keep in touch with me. 801 out. Well, what's the story? Well, between booking dates, Angie's eliminations, and a couple of million-mile oldies at Pretty well narrows itself down. How many?
2: Seven plus
1: three. Well, what's that mean?
2: Well, first off, the president and his three bodyguards. We know they're armed.
1: Wish I'd insisted they'd check them with me. Well, can't we count them out? I mean, aren't they his boys? I'll take the chance we can. So, that leaves...
2: Um, Sister Teresa of the San Andreas Mission, returning after three years in the field. Her sponsor, uh, Monsignor Carey of the Ohio Diocese.
1: She seems clean enough. If she is the sister herself.
2: She has a big carpet bag, of old-fashioned, with her.
1: Well, that's a bit suspicious.
2: Oh, not if you saw the sister. They go together. She must be 70 if she's a day. What
1: about this doctor?
2: Dr. Alcaniz? I don't know anything about him, except that he doesn't like smokers. Either because he's an obstetrician or because he has asthma. Oh, come on. There must be some leave. I don't know. Mr. and Mrs. Jacobowitz. They went to visit their son, who's with the Peace Corps. Jim Hart. He's a mousy little schmoe. He's the son of the Hart banking family. Some kind of archaeologist or paleontologist or something. So
1: what about this Senor Ramos?
2: I don't know anything about him. Except he is like the doctor and the nun. How's that? Wherever they go, they hang on to the bags they have with them. Doctor's bag, briefcase, carpet bag. Which doesn't necessarily signify anything.
1: No, not under normal conditions. Except if you had a bomb... You wouldn't move anywhere, would you? Without having it exactly the hand.
2: I don't know. I never had a bomb.
1: Well, where do we go from here?
2: I, uh... I, uh... <laughs> yes, that's my little red wagon, as my father used to say. I'll check him out. Oh. I don't know. Very carefully. How long would I have, do you think, if this scary is for real?
1: Not over half an hour. I mean, if I wanted to total this plane... I do it over open, deep water, like about half an hour from now. Now, I'm leveling, Angie, because what else can I do?
2: You couldn't just deck us to... or make some sort of deal?
1: No, well, this this isn't a skyjack. This is, as my Nebraskan father used to quote from the good book, Armageddon. This man means to kill, and he expects to die in the God of Dameron. like Hitler. If he exists, let me remind you again, this is only a tip, but we,
2: we don't know for sure. Then what should I do, Deke? Okay.
1: I'll level all the way. I'm sorry to dump this bath of blood on you, Angie, but I can't do it. I'm too obvious. Same goes for Scotty, or any officer. You're just going to have to hunt them down one by one.
2: Well, I, uh, I think we could narrow it down a little further... With the two guys in the Million Mile Club, I've seen them on almost every tour I've flown. The jacobowitzes They're sound asleep, under the same blanket and holding hands. She doesn't even have a handbag. I put it up in the locker.
1: Okay, they're off the list as of
2: now. The heart kid. Uh, he's an heir to millions and a mouse. He's so nervous flying over water, he can't even light a match properly. <laughs> Damn little fool burned my hand. Here, let's see. Oh, that's nothing, Scotty. No, Deacon, unless... One of the president's personal guard is a fifth columnist. It has to be one of three. The doctor, Senor Ramos, or Sister Teresa. If it's anyone.
1: That's the damn part of the whole thing. If I was sure this was more than a tip, if it was a fact, I could ditch this plane so fast nobody outside of this control room could handle the shock. Then when I pulled out, we could be ready to grab the guy while his brains are still scrambled. But... That's almost as dangerous as a bomb itself. Busted eardrums, heart conditions. Now, you know that isn't the answer.
2: Angie, honey? Yes, Scotty? You can handle it.
1: Now, check out those three. And if they're clean and nothing more comes up from ground control, we can all treat it as a false alarm. Uh, Right, Chief? way I figure. But don't take too much time, Angie. Soon as we're over deep water would be the time for anyone who wanted to to do away with the President for sure. Like I said, you got about 30 minutes.
2: I think I'll... I'll start with the doctor. This burn gives me an excuse to get him to open his bag.
1: Happy hunting. Just take care, babe. You're kind of important to me.
2: It works both ways, Scotty. But everyone on this plane is important to someone. We don't want to let anyone down. Play it cool? No, well, you know how it is. It's always jitter time when you visit a doctor... I just wish I had a better reason to see this particular obstetrician.
1: Now I join the rest of you as terror begins. And even if ground control is only passing on an unfounded, as yet threat of disaster, I would be as conscious as Deke that there is on board the president of a country racked by revolution, where feelings of repression run so high that even ordinary people are no longer rational. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. returns on WABC. The human being is a remarkably adaptable animal, but you can only adapt to what you know. How do you adapt to a situation which may not even exist? Which is stewardess Angie Parsons' problem, as she begins with Dr. Salvador Alcaniz, obstetrician, and possibly the opposite of his chosen profession. Possibly a man with some kind of bomb destined to have nothing to do with birth, but the sudden and terrible death of nearly 100 human
3: beings.
2: Everything all right, Signor medico?
3: Senorita, you are very kind to single me out. It's my job.
2: Can I get you anything?
3: Uh, No. No, I must find my own way from now on. I beg your pardon? Of course. That is a strange-sounding statement. (laughs) I must explain. So I don't want to. I have... I have just lost my wife for many years. Oh, uh, I am sorry. You are very simpatico. I knew that the moment
2: I came on the plane... (laughs) Why, uh, why don't you take that heavy bag off your lap? Put it beside you on the seat. We have plenty of space. Oh,
3: I suppose it is very foolish. Hang on to it as some kind of symbol. A discredited one. Beg pardon? The symbol and remaining function of all my life. Why? Oh, the secrets one divulges in the clouds of the night. My wife died of cancer. And all our escaped could not save
2: her. I am sorry. And so am
3: I. But that will not bring her back, so I aim to work at destroying that and the other leaders of society that brings me to your country for for my own uh, personal reasons. What reasons? Those I keep to myself.
2: Why don't you uh, let me take your bag and make you a bed across these three seats? You could sleep No, no, rest.
3: no, no, I c- cannot sleep or rest. And the bag, I hold on to. But you mustn't waste any more time with me. As a persona, I have nothing. As a doctor, I see only a magnificent specimen, the most beautiful woman in the full thrust of her head, as the young should be.
2: Oh, the, uh, the young can get in trouble. You? Year before last I was skiing, I hit some powder snow on a downhill run, dug in, and broke the ulna bone in my leg.
3: I'm sure it healed as good as new.
2: Better than this burn on my hand, which one of the passengers gave me accidentally.
3: Okay. A bone. Oh, uh, d- let me see. Ah, see. That is a nasty, little bone. L- let me see if I can you. i find you something here. A little analgesic. A healing bomb, so maybe no blister and at least nothing to hurt.
2: Oh, it's very kind of you, doctor, but I'm not worth the trouble.
3: Uh, the individual is, ah, ah. Let me see. Yeah. So, <laughs> there we are. Oh, thank you. Strange thing this world, is it not? The only thing that is really important is the individual. For the rest. It could disappear in a cloud of smoke for me at the soonest moment.
2: Ah, Senor Ramos, uh, did you have your drink?
1: Uh, yes, I did. In fact, I was, uh, how you say, uh, in Americano, I, I had two, dos,
2: doubles. <laughs> doubles? In so short a time? Well, I am one big bad boy, eh? no? Mm-hmm. That's up to your conscience. Ah,
1: uh, I see. But better a short life than a merry one, no?
2: No. Why not a long life and the same? Oh, uh, we're boy. Uh, there is no one sitting here. Why
1: don't you join me?
2: Don't you want to get some sleep?
1: Mm, sleep I can get any time. What you say, a company of a beautiful woman is at best a lucky accident. Almost everyone is asleep. Cannot I plead, is that a good word, eh? that you (laughs) join me? (laughs) I brought some brandy and a glass down with me. We could share it.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's against rules still. Why don't you give me your briefcase and I'll put it on the seat behind you so that uh, you can move over and I'll join you. No, no,
3: no, no problem. I move to the
1: window seat to make room.
2: But your briefcase was... For
1: nada, I keep it with me.
2: Uh, is it so precious? What's in it? The crown jewels?
1: What it contains <laughs> is my business, senorita. <laughs> what? What would it... Pretty my posa like you care about business affairs, eh? Let's drink to what should be only between a man and a woman. Love. Aventura Amarosa de la
2: Corazon. Oh, you'd better use both hands to pour your brandy, senor. We might hit an air pocket. Oh, oh, oh,
3: I'll take my chance. Did not you, when you sat
1: down
2: here with me? I just wanted to be sure you were all right. Oh, you mean you think I drink too much, eh? <laughs> I'm
3: celebrating, my dear. Celebrating a new era. Oh, a death, in a sense, but a new birth. What
1: do you mean? All in this, such a. Uh, such a. the right word? Uh...
2: Yes, or, or briefcase.
1: Ah, see, 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 briefcase. In this day, uh... <sighs> Oh, excuse me. It is the end of a long hard struggle. But well, I have brandy. It is good for sleeping, for stopping the mind from from racing for
3: for finding a little peace. Well, I am so suddenly cansado. Muy cansado.
2: Senor Ramos? Senor? Out like a light. Let's see if I can. Ah. Oh, there. That's it. Senor? Hasta la vista, amigo. I hope this thing doesn't have to be carried at just the right angle. Oh,
4: hostess? Oh. Yes, sister. I was wondering about my orange juice or, or
2: whatever you have. Or, oh, I, I'm i so sorry, sister. Uh, Teresa, isn't it? Sister Teresa. I, uh, I, I just have to take this to the captain and uh, then I'll bring it to you. Uh, no hurry. We are taught to be very patient, you know. Well, what's the word, Angie? Oh, not the doctor, I don't think. He opened his bag without any hesitation and all that seemed to be in there was, you know, stethoscope, blood pressure thing, bottles.
1: Any one of which could be nitroglycerin. Half a pint at this altitude would blow us to shreds. What have you got in your hands?
2: I took this briefcase from Senor Ramos. I suppose I ought to be insulted in the midst of making a pass at me. He fell asleep. That
1: doesn't sound like, like, like any mad
2: bomber. Just the same. I'd like to get this out of my hands. He says it contains the secrets of a new tomorrow.
1: Any sound from it? Let me listen. Hmm. It's quiet as a grave. Oh, that's a great simile. Don't open it. Take it in the galley, Scotty. Put it in the sink. Fill it with water. Make sure it's well soaked before you open it. Okay, Skipper. It will do.
2: Any more word from ground control?
1: Uh, not really, Angie, except they don't think it's a hoax. They don't report the source. The information seems reliable. How about the nun? Have you checked her out yet?
2: No, she's the last. Because it's so ridiculous. A little round, wrinkled butterball who could have been everybody's mother.
1: Your little round butterball may turn out to be a Peter Lorre in disguise. No. I'm getting over a wide open sea, and I'm getting the jitters. Better take care of it now.
2: I have a good excuse. She asked for some orange juice.
1: <laughs> Wish we could slip a Mickey in it, just in
2: case. Oh, just one thing about the doctor, Deke. What? I. Tried throwing him a little curve just to see if he checked out. What do you mean, the curve? Well, it it was when he noticed the burn on my hand and wanted to fix it. It, It's nothing, of course, but it was a great excuse to get him to open his bag. we've been over that. Except for one thing. After I got him engaged in conversation, I told him about something that once happened to me. So? Well, I once had dreams of being a U.S. ski champion. I was way in over my head, and one year on a giant slalom, I blew it, but good, and was... Lucky to come out with nothing more than a fractured tibia. I said to the medico that what I broke was the ulna bone in my leg.
1: And he didn't react?
2: Well, he... He was busy at the moment, and besides, we do have different language roots.
1: Not in Latin. I don't like it, Angie. We've got to cover that, just in case. Okay. Not your worry. What the hell, we're on automatic. I'll send the flight lieutenant back to ride herd on the doctor. Till we get gods be willing. Some more definite news. Groundside.
2: How's it going?
1: Well, what do I answer to that, honey? I'm a grown man doing a ridiculous and possibly destructive thing because a voice on the pipe threw the fear of God in us.
2: A plain old briefcase, and I'm soaking it in the sink. If the plain old briefcase contains a bomb. Supposing it doesn't contain a bomb. Are our faces red?
1: Scotty, what's the word? Well, the airlines are going to have one plenty mad customer named Aramos. What do you mean? Ah, the poor guy. His briefcase is filled with nothing but blueprints and a mock-up of a new kind of sailing vessel that doesn't use a helm. No redder? That's right. It's uh, main center board plus a rear center board with a kind of a uh, tiller that controls both. It's uh, it's pretty hard to tell. It's all washed out after the soaking. Well, never uh, mind uh, that now. Uh, Airline will compensate him. Maybe back him. Who knows? The big deal is that this rules out him as our bomber. Two right. So that narrows it down to the nun. If that's what she is. Well, I, uh, I guess, unless the... Uh, the doctor has some nitro in a bottle. Oh, well, you can rest easy about him. I sent Billy back to sit behind him. Can't make a move without Billy laying a hammerlock on him. But uh, how about Angie? She seems pretty well able to take care of herself. Especially with a nun. Unless the nun isn't a nun. Deke. Deke, what the hell am I going to do? That's my girl out there. And there are 84 people on this plane. Knock it off. I have some dependents, too, beyond our passenger list. And who wants to get killed in some senseless way that has nothing to do with any of us? I want you to take over the ship. we we'll take a small deck cruise and see how things size up.
3: Uh, uh, why can't because I Because
1: I... your girl is right in the middle of this. It's just the point. You're too closely involved. But we've been a team a long while, Scotty. You let me handle this. I won't let Angie come to harm any more than you would. I guess you're right. There's nothing like a neutral observer when you don't know whether a war is in progress. Or never had to happen at all. Captain Barnett is right, of course. This may still be a normal flight. Upset only because it has left a country boiling with unrest. Still, the political implications are threatening there is on board the plane a man who from the moment he acceded to power had to be marked for possible death. The terrible thing is that the projected manner of his death is such that if El Presidente is to be assassinated, so will everyone else on flight 801. I'll return shortly with Act Three. Turn to the Mystery Theater on WABC. Half an hour out from the South American continent, headed roughly north-northwest for New York, Flight 801 cruises serenely at 35,000 feet. Almost all her passengers are asleep. And under normal conditions, half her crew might be. But this is a special flight. Flight control has alerted them from the ground that there may be a maniac who, for political reasons, is ready to blow the great 747 out of the air. So
4: nice of you to bring me my orange juice. My mouth was
2: really quite dry. I don't blame you, Sister Teresa. It's a long, tiring flight. Do you mind if I sit with you for a moment?
4: Not at all.
2: I'll take your bag and put it... Don't touch it.
4: I'll hold it here in my lap.
2: It'll be perfectly safe.
4: It's safe where it is. And it isn't all that heavy. (laughs) Please sit down.
2: You look so uncomfortable,
4: can't I? No, no, I, I want it this way.
2: You must have something very important in there. I do. Really? Uh, church relics? Not exactly. Why would you ask that? Well, uh, you have been with a mission in South America. I thought perhaps you might have discovered some relics to bring back with you. I, I mean, since you're so protective about the bag. Relics? Uh... Yes, in a sense.
4: And I am protective about it. You're going back to New York? Oh, dear me, no. My diocese is in the Middle West. I imagine I'll be assigned to Cleveland. For
2: heaven's sake. I hope so. (laughs) No, no, I, I didn't mean that. It's my hometown. I was born there. You know Cleveland? Oh,
4: yes. I spent several years there before I was sent on my mission. On the east
2: or the west side? Uh... Uh, on the east side. Anywhere near Cleveland Heights? Why do you ask? Oh, well, that's just where I was born. <laughs> on the corner of uh, Huff and Euclid Avenues. I, I think I remember th- there was a big convent. Oh, there. I, um, no, I, I
4: come from a very small order. Uh, we don't live in a convent. Uh, just one of those uh, big old houses, you know.
2: Near the playhouse? The garden? I said, is it uh, near the Cleveland Playhouse?
4: Not far from there.
2: Do you have the time, my dear? Why, yes, it's, uh, it's a quarter to one. It gives me 15 minutes. 15 minutes?
4: Why, why yes, uh, to tell my beads, uh, you know, to say a little prayer for
2: for all of us. You are you're quite sure you don't want me to take that bag for you? Very sure. I've never really seen one quite like it. It
4: was my father's. Really, quite roomy. It was just the right size. Uh, They were called carpet bags, you know, because they were made out of carpet. Why, you're right. Don't touch it, please.
2: I'm sorry. I was just interested. Is it lined inside or, or just the back of the carpet? I'd love to have a look. No. There's nothing
4: to look at, really. Nothing you'd want to see. Well, I'm really quite interested. Well, I'm sorry, but I... It would embarrass me
2: to open it.
4: What time is it now, please? It's
2: about 12 minutes, too. Type
1: co-piles me. Oh, this is Deke, Scotty. Everything all right with you? Uh, steady she goes. Where are you? The tail galley. Any further news from ground control? Not a peep. What's doing out there? Your girl is talking to the nun. nothing first class. I'm going to stroll by on my way back and check things out. Yeah. And for Pete's sake,
3: don't leave her alone with me. Ah, uh, hold it. Uh, uh, flight 801. Uh, Co-pilot Scott speaking.
1: for dead sure? Good Lord. Look, look, I think we got her. Keep your fingers crossed we're in time or you're going to be out one plane, crew and passengers. Deke, Deke, that was control. The tip is confirmed. There is someone aboard with enough nitro to
3: blow us to kingdom come.
1: Maybe it's the doctor after all. No. You fly the plane, Scotty. I'll handle this.
4: Anything wrong, Captain?
1: No, just stretching my legs a little.
4: Are we over deep water now?
1: Yeah, just passing over the Antilles. We'll be in about ten minutes. Don't be nervous.
4: I I, I won't be. Oh, what time do you have?
1: Eleven minutes to one. Why don't you put your bag under the seat and take a nap? Oh, excuse me. I'm uh, needed up front. Bill. Yeah, Captain? Don't say anything. Just follow me and back me up, whatever I do. Close the curtain, Billy. Hello, ladies.
2: Oh, Captain. The sister and I are having a nice little chat. Uh, This is Sister Teresa. Hello. Our Captain, Deacon Barnett. And our flight engineer, Bill Stokes. Hello.
1: Pleased to meet you, Sister Teresa. Now, me too, ma'am. Well, we don't often have the pleasure uh, And may I say, the protection of a nun aboard?
4: I don't very often get to fly, and this is the first time ever in first class. I've never been so far up front.
1: Well, how would you like to go all the way? I beg pardon. Oh, <laughs> I meant, how would you like to be our guest in the cockpit? see how we fly one of these monsters.
4: Oh, that would be very
2: exciting.
1: Well, then consider it an invitation. Here, I'll take your bag for you. Oh, no,
2: I I couldn't leave it. I'll watch it for you. I'm on a rest break anyway. No, I just carry it myself. (sighs) She's very attached to it, and she says it isn't as heavy as it looks.
1: Oh, very well. Whatever the sister wants.
4: We old ladies get so, so set in our habits. Oh, what time is it?
1: Ten minutes before one.
4: It'll have to be just a short visit. I must be back in my seat by one. Well,
1: whatever you wish. Bill, if you'll escort Sister Teresa, Angie and I will follow.
3: I'll go first, Captain, so I can open the door.
4: I'm following you. She's got some kind of box in that bag. It's
1: her. Controls confirmed. When I grab her arms. Get that bag away from her, but don't open it, okay? Roger. Let's go.
4: Oh. oh, my. All those instruments. It looks as though there would be enough to take you to the moon and back. How can you ever... Uh, what are you... Grab the oh, bag. Bill. No. Yeah, I,
3: I got it. Look, don't.
2: Uh, no. Don't. It,
3: it just came open. There, there's no catch on it. What's inside?
2: Oh, it's an animal carrier. There's a... a cat inside. I can see Please,
3: it.
4: Captain. You're hurting me. <clears throat> I know it's against all the rules, and I'll have to do penance for it. But I couldn't think of poor Tommy riding back there in the luggage compartment. Twenty years we've been together, Tommy and I, and I had to have him with me on his last journey. Besides... I, I wasn't sure the air people would allow him on the plane at all.
1: Oh, why not?
4: Because... He's dead, you see. He passed away to his final reward before I ever got him on the plane. I was taking him home to, to bury him in our little convent garden. All the nuns loved Tommy, and he did them. He'd want to be near them.
1: A dead cat Oh, it'd be funny if What the devil are we going to do
2: now? (sighs) Maybe I should have taken poor Sister Teresa back to her seat Instead of sending Bill back with her No,
1: no, no, I I need you to go over that manifest with me again Scotty, uh, got a cigarette? Oh, yeah, here Thanks
2: I'll light it for you
1: Here, give me those Women with matches are a positive menace. What do you mean? Haven't you ever noticed? A man always strikes a match towards him. Women always strike them away from him. I've got more spark burns. What is it, Angie?
2: What's wrong? The burn I got from the guy who's listed as James Hart. That's the way he struck a match away from him. And come to think of it, he he has a kind of strange voice. Could be a woman. I think Angie's got it, dick. Yeah,
1: he was just asking me when we'd be over deep water. Look, got to work fast. Scotty, are we on automatic? Yes, Skipper. Give me one of your socks. How do I? What? Don't ask questions. Angie, get me a bar of soap.
2: Okay.
1: I'm not taking any chances, man or woman. I'm gonna cold cock that bird. We can apologize later if we made a mistake. Above and beyond the call of duty. I'd have brought Bill, but I'm afraid two uniforms might alarm him. It's okay. After all, Everything all right, Sister Teresa?
4: Oh, yes, except what are you going to do about... Oh,
1: now, don't you worry about that. Angie and me will take care of you.
4: I know you will. I'd say you have all my faith, except that I owe that to someone else. But I do trust you. Thank you, Sister.
1: Let's go. You go first. Stop at that seat before his. And find some excuse to be busy. Okay. Once I'm past him, go. And you grab that bag. Yes, sir, Dick.
2: I got you. Here goes. Oh, you don't have a pillow. I'm sorry. Let me help you get a little more comfortable. If you'll just sit forward a moment, I Is can... It's have... one o'clock yet, hostess? I've got to know if it's... Grab the back, Anzi. Grab it fast. I got it. How about him or her or whatever it is?
1: Out like a light. You didn't. No, 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 no. No, That's the value of the sock pacifier. It just sends you off safely for a short while to never, never land. Well, better her, uh, him, than all the rest of us. You get rid of it? Yep. Enough nitro to blow up the Elizabeth too. Let alone us. Who is she? She's Hart's twin sister. She belongs to some way out organization. Got her locked back there in one of the galleys, screaming about fascists and the CIA. I wish she was ready to die to stop exploitation and colonial classes. Oh, the kid is crazy. She'd actually have killed nearly a hundred people to get rid of El Presidente. Who happens to be a middle-of-the-roader. The best thing that's happened to his country in the last hundred years. Scotty, give give me a cigarette. This one, I'll light myself.
2: (laughs) Honey. Honey, are you all right? Yes, sure. Did you see the way Deke struck that match? Away from him. I did? How are you right there? No, I I, I was so sure. Uh, Piece of luck for all of us you were. I don't know. It's one o'clock. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Sister Teresa is telling her rosary. She said she'd be praying for all of us. I think it was a lot more than just luck.
1: Chance or the positive power of prayer figure it how you will. The important thing is that Flight 801 is safe, and all its passengers and crew, and poor old Tommy, is headed safely for his last resting place. I'll be back shortly. State Farm is there with a discount for drivers 50 and older. Millions of drivers 50 and older are saving important money with a State Farm discount. They're getting the personal agent service and great claims handling State Farm is famous for, and saving too. If you're 50 or older with no unmarried drivers under 25 living at home, see a State Farm agent now.
2: I'd like a good neighbor, State
3: Farm is there.
1: The discount's not available in every state. Other restrictions apply. Why take chances? Choose Heart's two-in-one products to protect your pets from fleas and ticks. Even the deer tick, which spreads the dreaded Lyme disease. To effectively kill fleas and ticks on dogs and cats, Use Hearts 2-in-1 long-lasting collars, flea and tick sprays, powders, and RID flea shampoo. To protect your pets and family
3: from the Lyme disease tick, use the Hearts 2-in-1 product that suits your pet best.
1: Where are the new Boomtowns? A recent series in the Wall Street Journal listed 10 areas where businesses and jobs are growing. If information like this is important to you, have a pencil ready for an offer from the Journal that will help you, your family, your career. If you've been reading the Wall Street Journal every business day, you would also know about the innovative strategies stockbrokers are now using to win back the small investor. Why more married couples are starting businesses together. And how a growing number of small U.S. companies are racing to get established in Europe before 1992 today's Wall Street Journal all the business news you need every business day in three time-saving sections take advantage of the journal's special introductory offer 12 weeks just twenty nine seventy five. only twenty nine seventy five for 12 weeks of the journal call toll-free 800-231-1800 today's Wall Street Journal faster tougher smarter call 800-231-1800 now Felicia Hart received a suspended sentence and was remanded to a psychiatric institute where there is some chance that she may make a recovery. At least she identified the group of revolutionaries who had talked her into the terrible act she might have committed. Their organization was disbanded and the members banished. Scotty and Angie were married with Deke as best man. Oh, incidentally, Deke Barnett has given up smoking for good. Our cast included William Prince, Patricia Elliott, Earl Hammond, Ian Martin, and Hetty Galen. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.
0: Gentlemen, it's now on. Bond's greatest summer clothing sale ever. Save up to 60% on Bond's huge stock of famous brand menswear. Every suit, sport coat, pair of slacks, everything. Save up to 60%. 195 wool blend and cotton blend suits, tropical and year-round weights now $78. That's right, just $78. Famous maker wool blend suits including Eagle and Botany 500 Gladiator, compare at 250 to 300, now 148. Top of the line 100% wool tropical suits Tailored of imported fabrics from Italy. Compare at 365 to 395, just 238 at Bonds. Eagle wool blend blazers, pure silk and silk blend sport coats, 145 to 185 values now only 68 to 98. Eagle better grade wool blend dress slacks worth 50 now 24.90. Shirts, ties, outerwear, save up to 60% now during Bond's greatest summer clothing sale ever at all 18 Bond stores in Greater New York, Long Island, New Jersey, Westchester, and Syracuse.